The following Smart Out Moments Smack Talk podcast is the 403rd episode of the Hot Tags, and it is scheduled to break down some of the current events, the rumors, the news and gossip, and everything else that went down in the world of professional wrestling that I feel like talking about. I am your host, as always, Tony Mango, flying solo on this edition. To be perfectly honest, it's been a long week, and I wanted to kind of make this a little shorter hot tags than some of the more recent ones where we've been going about an hour and so. Um, what's really kind of great about it, though, is this is a week where there's not a whole lot really to talk about because the main story didn't actually end up happening. So I will break down some of the things that are going on here, and I invite you to leave your comments below and tell me what you think about all these different topics on YouTube and elsewhere. If you are on YouTube, you should be ringing that bell after doing the whole subscription thing that, you know, that's the whole kind of point of YouTube. So go ahead and do that. If you are on the audio-only platforms like iTunes and Stitcher and Spotify and Google Play and Anchor and Podbean and we're all over the place, there's usually not a comments section there. And even if there is, be perfectly honest, I'm not checking them. So (laughs) go over to the YouTube channel and do that whole thing over there or go to the pages on smartoutmoment.com and leave a comment and just tell me what you think about these hot tags. So let's just dive into this with the one that, as I mentioned and alluded to before, was going to be the main topic, but didn't follow through, which is all the speculation and supposed confirmation that NXT is going to move over to the USA Network beginning September 18th, and it'll be a two-hour show, it'll be live, or it'll be one week live, one week taped, back and forth, bi-weekly kind of schedule, that Vince McMahon would have control over everything, that we would get Raw and SmackDown superstars onto it. Basically, if that works out the way that those rumors are going with, it would completely kill NXT, because it would no longer be controlled by the person who does the right show and it would just be another raw and smackdown and i'm pretty sure that most wrestling fans don't necessarily want that because if the people that follow nxt follow it because they think that it's different and it becomes the same as the other two which people don't watch and admire as much kind of seems like the logic is completely flawed there so i hope that this is untrue I personally don't like anything about this idea. I don't like it being live. I, To be fairly honest, the reason why I don't like it being live is it's a lot harder for my job. So, personal reasons for that. But I also think that that means that they can't plan things out in advance. And one of the benefits of NXT is how they are able to take things, record them, and then maybe edit them later on. Or, for instance, when it comes to injuries, they can do... Uh, a match on like you know the 15th let's just say pick a random day you record all these matches on the 15th the person gets injured at a house show a week afterward and they need a couple weeks off well you've recorded a whole bunch of uh, episodes that have been taped and they can take a whole month and not wrestle that's a benefit for that and they wouldn't be able to do that and they'd be adding an extra hour onto it so double the amount of shows per month means double the amount of creative burnout i think that This being on USA means that the USA Network will have influence over things, and that's not good. I don't think Raw and SmackDown people should be a part of it, because then that just bleeds it over, and it just becomes another crossover brand, and it's, how long would it take before they would institute, well, they're a part of the wildcard rule, and it's just not a good idea. 
So I'm really hoping that this is all BS and that it doesn't work out that way. But that was supposed to be a big announcement to happen tonight, and it didn't happen. And I'm not entirely sure why it didn't happen, but it didn't. So there goes most of the specifics as far as the discussion goes. But maybe next week if they announce it, then maybe that'll be the best hot tag next week. I don't know. One of the other hot tags that I was going to make the main thing here was that they've signed a bunch of people to the Performance Center. These are the newest recruits to WWE. They will, of course, be doing the same kind of standard setup that everybody else does, where they're going to work through the Performance Center and then eventually work their way into the NXT live event schedule and then eventually start working NXT and then hopefully go to the main roster. And these people are uh, two or three names that I know. And mostly people that I don't, which is usually the way that things go. It's usually people that are like, here's a football star, and here's an indie wrestler, and here's a big name, whatever. The biggest name out of all this is Austin Theory. You wouldn't be able to tell that based off of the crowd for TakeOver because they did not care. But Austin Theory is the Evolve champion. He recently won the WWN championship in that Evolve special, so he's kind of a dual champion. And he had been talking about for a long time the idea that he is a future WrestleMania main eventer and all this other kind of stuff like that. So he is a talented dude. He's got the right look. He seems to carry himself well. It was just a matter of time before they signed him. So that's cool. The other big one is Santana Garrett. And you may know her from working in a bunch of different indie feds over the years. But you may also know her from the Mae Young Classic. She was part of the first one of those, and it was very interesting that they didn't sign her at that time, and now you got to kind of assume that the reason why they signed her is because they just don't want her going to All Elite Wrestling, and if they're going to start doing that, then I wonder why they didn't do that for everybody, because they didn't do that for Ivelisse, and they didn't do that for plenty of the people like Britt Baker and everything that they really could have gotten well before this quote-unquote war started. But Santana Garrett, maybe she gets signed for her actual talent, and maybe she just gets signed to take her away from the enemy. I don't know. If I were Santana Garrett, I would be hesitant to think that I would be getting some world championship ring anytime soon. Yet, at the same time, make the best out of your situation. You know, you got signed to the company that you arguably wanted to be signed to. Go for it. You know, if you get three years out of your deal and you boost your stock by being a former WWE superstar, and then you go to the AEW afterward, there's a no-lose situation when it comes to her. Then we have one of those typical football player types, uh, Tahuti Miles. I, of course, know nothing about him. He is 210 pounds, looks like he's athletic, obviously, so well, let's see how that works out. We have a six foot six, two 265-pounder in EJ Nduka. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that correctly, but another person who is just professional football, don't know anything about him, but hey, big size, so that's good. Alexander Jacek, maybe that's how you're pronouncing it. I'm not 100% sure. Six foot five, 230 pounds, so it's like, well, you know, they got a little bit of a theme going on here. He went through Santino's, Santino Morella, I should say, pronouns pal. Uh, <laughs> the Battle Arts Academy that he has up in there. He is apparently trained under Alex Wright. 
I don't know anything about the guy. I'm going to repeat the whole, I don't know anything about these people. Pretty much going through forward. There's Brianna Brandy, five foot nine. She is a CrossFit basketball swimmer. So multiple combination type athlete, aspiring hip hop artist. So we'll see how that kind of works into maybe her like gimmicks or anything down the line. Uh, Rita Reyes, she's from Brazil, jiu-jitsu champion, so hey, maybe she'll <laughs> replace uh, Tanara Conchi, I don't know. And we've got Marcos Gomez, uh, 260 pounder, jiu-jitsu, he's also from Brazil, so now this will be the fifth, I think, Brazilian person that they have in NXT, with uh, Cesar Bononi, Arturo Huas, and Tanara Conchi. Catalina Garcia from Chile. And some of these people are familiar elsewhere, and I am not familiar with them. So when it comes to Lucha Underground, and it comes to, you know, well, they're great work in Impact Wrestling. Completely blind to those. So that's where I'm going to have to kind of depend on everybody to drop a comment below and tell me what you think about these people. You know, am I missing out on not knowing them? Or are they just extra people? You know, not everybody works out, and some people end up being megastars. You have that OVW class where it had Brock Lesnar, and it had Shelton Benjamin, and John Cena, and Randy Orton, and Batista, and whatever. And then you've got people that are like ZZ from Tough Enough. Maybe these are ZZs. Who knows? And legendary Kendo Kashin. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that correctly, because even though he's a legend in the Japan side of things, I, of course, am not Callum, so I do not know the great background of this, but uh, this is the newest uh, coach for the Performance Center. So these are the recent round of hirings, and that's never a bad thing, because the more people that are in the company, the more that you can just kind of shuffle people around and see where they are best utilized and, you know, prepare for the future. So thumbs up as far as I'm concerned. I have no reason to dislike anybody that they've given contracts to and maybe they're all going to be great. Very glad though at the very least that Austin Theory and Santana Garrett got in there. Uh, Speaking of contracts, let's talk about this one. This one's going to be probably the main topic. I'll probably put this as the thumbnail, which is that Kalisto and Grand Metalik kind of just already tossing it out there that they're not returning to WWE in a couple of months. Kalisto had tweeted that in 10 months, he's going to be a free agent. And Grand Metalik said, hey, me too. And I love the idea that Braun Strowman's response was essentially hashtag adios. And that there are now reports throughout the dirt sheets. Again, believe it with a grain of salt, like you would everything with the dirt sheets. That that is not winning over a whole lot of people backstage. And that he, in particular Kalisto, has quite a bit of heat. I can understand that because you're essentially saying I can't wait to leave this company in less than a year. And that is not necessarily unjustified if, you know, Kalisto came into the mix thinking that he was going to be a big star and he feels like he's not doing as well as they should use him and everything. And you can argue that it's like a both way kind of side of things. I feel like Kalisto is not this super amazing give him the world title six times type of person but i also feel like they never really gave him too much of a shot to do a whole lot now he is if you think about it a former nxt tag team champion he's a former two-time united states champion he's a former cruiserweight champion so he has had some notoriety and when you're a smaller guy 
and you can't cut promos. I mean, I don't know how much more you kind of expect it to go. I mean, you can pattern yourself off of Rey Mysterio and kind of go that route, but then Rey Mysterio was booked as like a one-time type of thing. Not one-time as in one-time champion. He was a multiple champion, but it's like WWE kind of looks at it as like, well, that's the one and only Rey Mysterio, and if you're essentially another Rey Mysterio and you don't have that same connection to the crowd and you don't have that popularity, then you're not the next Rey Mysterio, you know? So I can understand Kalisto's frustration more than Grand Metalik to a certain extent. I've never seen anything in Grand Metalik that I felt needed to be some huge megastar. I remember when the Christopher Classic was going on and it was him against TJP. I was thinking to myself, oh my god, I don't want Grand Metalik to win. I don't want him to be the first Cruiserweight champion. And thankfully he didn't. I think that TJP is one of those people that they really shouldn't have lost out on. But, eh, you know, I don't run the company. So, the free agent thing, if they are already tweeting out about that, it's one of two things. Either they want to drum up that same sort of interest, and that way they can get a new deal, and it could be higher, and they can maybe get some kind of notoriety, or, you know, just a bigger paycheck or something, or they're legitimately just going to leave. And if... Either one of them was a guarantee to leave. I would think that it would be Metalik because he had done this thing before where he had tweeted out, like, it was something along the lines of, like, where should I go in the future? And it was different companies like AAA and CMLL and everything. Kalisto hadn't done that, but then again, he's in with the whole Sasha Banks thing, and Sasha Banks was definitely having some kind of issues where she was thinking about leaving. So, you know, I could see them kind of being the types that would, like, use each other to springboard like the whole well maybe you should leave i'm frustrated too you know when friends do that that's that's a different story and sometimes they can come around sasha banks came around so maybe kalisto will too but maybe they both leave and if they do maybe that's why we're seeing some stuff with the lucha house party going on right now where lindsay dorado was leaning towards kind of turning on them and everything not leaning towards it full on but they handed it and I had thought that maybe that was just to replace Grand Metalik, but if Kalisto leaves too, we might see the Lucha House Party split up, and Lince Dorado might be the only one who's left. Or for that matter, Lince Dorado might leave too. I don't know. But I hope that at least Kalisto and Lince Dorado stick around. I think that they are the more entertaining of the three, and if Grand Metalik can be a bigger star elsewhere, then he deserves to go elsewhere too, because he's not going to be a bigger star in WWE. Granted, I don't think Lince Dorado is really going to go super far, but I do think that he's a good enough person to keep on the roster and that he's underutilized, and maybe without Grand Metalik, maybe he gets a little bit more of a push. I don't know. So really quickly, let me toss out another plug here while we're talking about the Lucha House Party thing. If you are a big fan of the Lucha House Party and you want a different t-shirt that you're not going to find elsewhere, you can go on the Tee Public and the Redbubble shops for Smartout Moment. Because I have a parody shirt of the Legends House Lucha House Party logo. And it's been out for uh, however long it's been up. But, you know, something to keep in mind. So, go ahead and check that out. Check out the other designs. Check out the other merch options. Because you can get things like phone cases and pillows. And they have, like, shower curtains now. And all these sorts of different things. And just even wall art or stickers. A lot of people buy stickers just to kind of slap on their laptops or something. So, uh, Redbubble and Tee Public, that's where you can pick that stuff up. 
You can do the same thing for Fanboys Anonymous, and you can do the same thing for A Mango Tees, not Tree, Tees, because I love my puns. And all that funding obviously goes into me continuing to do this website and trying to do some more stuff in the future, so keep that in mind. But also on the monetary side of things, if you want to just do a direct donation and you want to show your support that way, you got a little spare change you want to toss into the bin, then you can hit up the Patreon. And they are, of course, patreon.com slash markoutmoment and patreon.com slash fanboysanonymous. While I'm talking about that, if you want to see more stuff for Moment and more stuff for Fanboys Anonymous, those tiers on there are specifically built in for that idea. So if you want those big show show commentary tracks or you want more content for Fanboys Anonymous, I've been really wanting to do some fan tracks for Fanboys Anonymous, but I haven't had the time to do that, or just more articles in general and all that. Go ahead and donate, and you will see more of that. Obviously, if you don't know what Fanboys Anonymous is, then that is my website for the geek culture side of things that are not in the pro wrestling bubble. So movies and TV shows and comic books and video games, all that content is on fanboysanonymous.com. So head on over to Fanboys Anonymous and to subscribe to the YouTube channel. It's youtube.com slash fanboysanonymous. Subscribe to the Facebook and Twitter, and just kind of keep that in mind. So let's get back to the hot tags. Let's talk about the fact that Edge has said that he thinks that he can wrestle another match and that WWE just won't let him. The doctors won't clear him, but he feels confident enough that it could happen. I don't want to dive too much into this. It's more so just let me point out the news, but I'm holding off on discussing too much about it because I do want to do one more match, Edge. And if this wasn't the mailbag week, then that would totally be the topic. But maybe we'll have time to do it later on in this week. Maybe we won't be able to until a little bit afterward. Next week is going to be the TakeOver Cardiff and the All Out prediction, so we won't have time to do it then. But I do want to talk about the idea of one more match edge because I think that that's worth a lot of discussion because I don't know who I would honestly want him to wrestle. And if I look at the roster, there's a couple different options. And maybe if we were to settle on something, then it would be... Totally different from what I can think of off the top of my head. So stay tuned for that. Uh, maybe we'll, I don't know if I'll do something next Saturday, next Sunday, or it'll take two, three weeks from now, but somewhere down the line we'll have this discussion, guaranteed. Um, What do you have here? We have Tony Giovanni has signed to All Elite Wrestling. Supposedly, WWE was interested in bringing him in, which, of course, is the typical thing of we want you to not be a part of the company, but that is against us, but we don't want you to be a part of our company necessarily until then. And I'm actually glad that he signed with AEW because I think that he would have to change his look a little bit, and maybe that's a little bit uncomfortable. He might have to move, and I don't know if they would really end up using him if he was in WWE. AEW, he can continue working for MLW, and he's going to. His commitments are going to stay there. And then beyond that point, he can be himself. So I think he made the right call. I don't know about the money side of things, and I don't know what WWE would have used him for, but I kind of can't imagine that they would really use him for all that much. And if they waited all this time to try to be interested in him, then that's kind of shitty. So I'm fully on board with the idea of that him... Just being like, you know what? No, I'm going to go with the AEW side of things. We have a trademark for what I hope doesn't pan out to be fucking anything at all, which is Shorty G. 
WWE is filing a trademark for that, and there are rumors that that's going to be a new gimmick for Chad Gable, which is just the worst thing in the world, because if Chad Gable is starting to finally do something and finally be booked like he's worth a damn, whether it's in 205 Live or on SmackDown or in the King of the Ring tournament, if they have him starting some kind of like Slam Master J type of crap, Shorty G is not going to get him over. It's just going to kill his career. So hopefully Shorty G is something completely different. I don't know what the hell it could be. I can't imagine any scenario of anything that I would really enjoy. But at least if it's not Chad Gable, then that's a positive. And the last thing I'm going to bring up here is WWE photo shoot with Big Show. That was the most recent thing on the WWE Network that they've added in there. And I actually think it wasn't that bad of an episode. I would say see that one. It's only 15-20 minutes or so. And he's got a couple little funny stories here and there. It's not the best thing in the world. I'm not going to be like, you know, it's a must-see. But more of a see it than a skip it. To be honest, that's the end of the hot tags. I don't have anything else I really want to talk about. And later on this week, we will do the mailbag questions that you guys submit in. And if there are any hot tags that we have not, or we, one man edition on this one, that I have not talked about in here that you really want us to address, then toss a mailbag question and we might get around to it that way. That's kind of a second chance sort of thing. In the meantime, keep all that in mind with the comments below and tell me what you think about these topics. Hit that subscribe button, ring that bell, subscribe on Facebook and Twitter at Smart Moment. Keep all the other plugs that I have in mind as well and stay tuned for the mailbag. But for now, this is going to be another Smart Moment and I'm being counted out.